It's the Dogcast, episode number 222. The Nerd Dynasty goes down in a blaze of glory. 339 yards rushing. Dog fans, it's the Dogcast show number 222, the last regular season show of the Dogcast this season. And yeah, I know we're late, and I know you guys are freaking out. We've gotten, I, we, old dog, we've been inundated, covered in email and tweets, and it's just amazing. I love that they that you guys want to hear the show and that are looking for the show and that you miss the show, you know? I wish there were other things in my life that people missed when I didn't do it, you know? <laughs> but uh, we are here, and uh, this is the Georgia Tech postgame show. Big victory for the dogs, old dog. 30-24. to 24. Uh, Historic Mark Rick Field comes through again. It was a huge, huge victory. They followed our blueprint exactly. We said earlier before the game in the pregame show, you know, it's not going to change our fate. It's not going to change anything about our season, but we'll certainly get a good taste in our mouth going into next year. Absolutely. And also, which I think was real good, just slapped the taste right out of Paul Johnson's mouth. Yeah, slapped all the flavor out of his mouth. I mean, is he showing his ass or what? I'm telling you, isn't he, though? I mean, he he can't – he's talking about punching people in the face – it you looks know, like I, he can't take a punch. Yeah, you know, and I mean, to start with, trying to hide, you know, from the coach's handshake after the game, what a, what you know, a, what to, a to all this other stuff, you know, oh, and I mean, it just it just goes back to, you know, an old saying, you know, if you can't, if you can't back up what you're saying, then don't say it. You know, I remember he was the guy, you know, he was just hoping to be competitive for a half and all that. Well, you know, it wasn't in the first half. He just didn't know what team wasn't going to be competitive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he ran his mouth so much before the game, hid from Coach Rick after the game, and now he's back on the radio running his mouth again, talking about, oh, he don't care, he's going to punch us in the mouth, and blah, 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 blah. Listen, your weak-ass conference and your weak your damn little high school offense has been exposed, okay? And Clemson... You know, Clemson stuffed them pretty good earlier in the year, yeah. and we stuffed them pretty good this week. And uh, it's only, like I said all all along, his whole offense has a shelf life. Every year, it's getting a little bit more stale. I'm telling you, last year was the high watermark of that damn gimmicky little high school offense he runs, and it's only going to get more and more stale as people get more and more used to it. Frankly, like all offenses do. I mean, you know, heck, look at Steve Spurrier's offense. It's pretty stale from the early 90s also. You know, right now, Urban Meyer's got the hot hand thing. But, I mean, I think – Paul Johnson's going to wear out a little faster than other, you know, since since his offense has been around since, you know, 1940. But um, how but about did, that? But we did show the best way to stop Tech 
is to keep that offense off the field. Boy. And man, was I in hog heaven. <laughs> First drive, 10 running plays, and 13 running plays before we even threw a pass. 13 running plays before and, we put the ball on the no, ground. And we had no business throwing that one. I know, I know. Thirteen running plays in a row. We had a fumble. Got you know. We but we we were plus. We gained turnovers. Wow. Yeah. Only only the second time this year we were positive in the takeaway ratio. Fantastic. I mean and that was absolutely amazing. Rashad Jones, say it with me, old dog. Rashad, and, and I I said earlier. I, I know said, when the man played enough to be called by his right name, I would. I got Rashad it. Jones came up came up big. Possibly outside of some of AJ Green stuff, the best catch we have had all season long, that one handed interception. And I'm telling you what, not only did we run it and run it and run it and run it again, which, you know, I'm a balanced offense kind of guy. Everybody listens to the show knows I'm not, I love running the ball. I think it's awesome. You know, you just, you know, you know, it's it's just who's got the bigger now, you know what? Now hang on a minute, I'm balanced too. I want as many runs to the right as I do to the left. Exactly. And I understand then, and, that. And, you know, and a few up the middle. But one thing I will say about our running game versus the gimmick from uh, the gimmick from North Avenue, we run right at you, baby, right yep. between the tackles. There ain't no gimmick to the way we run. We run right at you, right up the gut, baby. How do you like them apples, Paul Johnson? He didn't like nothing that what, about what he saw Saturday night, baby. No, and I mean, they even got to the point where they were putting eight and nine guys in the box. And, and we're still, still running right at them. And, and you know, and, and hats off to the offensive line, and especially Sean Champas, mm-hmm. who had not been having one of his better seasons, but certainly probably had, certainly the game of the season for him and possibly the game of his career. No doubt. No doubt. Congratulations to him. You know, order has been restored to the universe. The one-year dynasty of the nerd herd has been uh, has been shut down. And, uh, you know, their number seven ranking and all that crap they had going on. You know, if they lose to Clemson, where are they? What bowl are they going to if they lose to Clemson? They, are they Music City? Going to play it, Kentucky? Ain't no, ain't no telling. <laughs> and you know, the other thing is, you know, say they lose to Clemson, losing a bowl game, that's a three-game losing streak. Exactly. What are you going to say about that, Paul Johnson? Um, yeah, the one-year dynasty that's over with. The order in the universe has been restored, and the dogs, by virtue of the tiebreaker have been crowned this year's ACC champion. Yeah, I mean, just a what a great night. Just went back to Georgia football, and, you know, who knows what the season could have been like if we had been doing that all season long. Well, who knows what the season could have been like if we played an ACC team every week. No, that's true, too. Let's just, get, let's just call it what it is, you know? Now, the one thing, the one thing that I did see that I didn't like, but thank heavens it affected both teams, is they're in – Grant Field and historic Bobby Stadium, or however it is, Martrez Milner disease reared its ugly head again. Yeah, you know, but I did. Thank, thank heavens, it not only did it affect our receivers, but it affected that boy from Tech too on that fourth down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because because I do want to be a positive show and everything else, but he was wide damn open. No doubt. And, you know, I had this whole, (laughs) up until about three hours ago, I had this whole section of the show where we were going to talk about there were no punts in the game, and even though the defense played adequate, 
you know, they didn't really stop Georgia Tech a whole lot. You know, I mean, they, you know, they played good. They stopped them some. They made the tackles, and they kept them out of the end zone when we needed to. But it, it wasn't a lights-out defensive performance. And what I was going to say prior to today was that we didn't really get the stops we needed. And although we, you know, I thought it was a good note for Willie Martinez to go out on, on a winning note. He still note, needed to go out. But he still needed to go out, you know, because we wanted to we wanted to squash that the defense is on an upswing kind of thing, you know. Well, you know, and like you say, it really wasn't. I mean, they they played well. They played better in the first half than they did the second. But, you know, we had a turnover. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just dominated uh, the ball, kept them off of the field. Nesbitt was out for a little while, and they had that other guy in there. I mean, the second – Second half, you know, they had the ball, I think, four times and scored on three of them. Yeah, exactly. And dropped a wide open pa- – I mean, you know, they converted we fourth be... downs. They converted fourth downs like they were like, like they were nothing. Right, they convert a mean, fourth and ten like it's a fourth yeah, and one. Because, I mean, to say Brandon Boykin bit on that fake that that guy gave him, I mean, uh, he didn't bite on it. He, he just devoured the whole thing whole. Yeah, and and listen, I like our players, you know, we don't we don't criticize individual performances here, but have, having said that, uh, all you Kirby enthusiasm fans out there, man, did Vance Cuff just get abused on the corner for the that second, touchdown run? Second coming of Brian Evans, maybe. But, but even but, worse, even worse than Vance Cuff getting abused is Brian Evans kind of running in there. He's a safety. His yeah. job is to be the safety, and he doesn't have the angle. He's not thinking about the angle. Like yeah. what his job as the safety is, it's not even occurring to him on the play, you know, and the kid just runs down the sidelines for a touchdown. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I wanted to squash that. Keep Willie Martinez. He's on the upswing, and it looks like I'm not going to need to do that at all. No, absolutely not. We're going to talk about that a little more later. And you know, um, but going back to the Georgia Tech game, how about the touchbacks? How about the touchbacks? When we want a touchback, we can get a touchback. But yeah. you know, John Fabris needing that challenge, man, wanting the challenge of trying to stop Georgia Tech, calling for the directional kicks, and you, you know, saw why, how well that worked yeah. out. Why do anything else? You know, yeah. I mean, it just it makes absolutely no sense. But nothing really in our kicking game has. You've got Blair Walsh, year. who's leading the damn conference in touchbacks, and you're like, you know what? We don't want to put him on the twenty. We want to see just for kicks if we can stop him inside the twenty. But anyway, you know, that's a moot point at this point too. It These is. These big you know, sections of the show now, I mean, have been ripped out by and Coach the Rick only, today. The only thing I heard that that Coach Rick didn't say in defense of the directional kick, was, you see, Walsh missed that 52-yarder at the end of the game because his leg was tired from kicking it into the end zone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and I felt bad for Walsh on that, and I think he should win the Lou Groza Award this year because he has made every kick but two. But he could have absolutely sewn it up. I know. If he had hit that one at the end of the game, and it had plenty of distance. You know, looks like he just pulled it a tad. And you know, and and let me ask you this though: is that ain't Blair Walsh's fault? It's not Blair Walsh's fault at all. We had two old dog, two running backs averaging more than nine yards a carry. Yeah. At the time that we decided to throw a little dump screen, you know, a little design screenplay, which went for no gain. Yeah. Um. 
I mean, we that had, is completely on Bobo. That was a bad yeah. play call. Well, you know, I mean, I guess they wanted some of that balanced attack that, that some folks love. You run to the center of the field and get four, five, eight, I don't know, nine 10, yards, 20, 10, 20 yards rushing right up the know, middle there. I mean, man, they, been, who you knows? Know, we had two running backs with over 100 yards, 336 or 39 yards on the ground. Mm, 339, that's the number to keep in your mind, baby. 339 yards on the ground. Man, and, what a night. How about uh, I've just got these little images, uh, you know, because I like to pick on the the, the great fat one. I, Paul Johnson just disgusts me. I'm telling you, I mean, I hate to make this. A, I just he's just disgusting to me. He looks so pasty, and all that stinking neck fat he's got going on under his head, he, he just disgusts me. But the way he dodged Coach Rick, and now he's talking smack and everything. Yeah. But how about if? If you don't need, if you need any more evidence that he's a gimmick, a flash in the pan damn gimmick, and I, I know you probably, I don't think I, you maybe not even agree with me on that old dog, but I'm standing by it. I think he's a flash in the pan gimmick, and here's the deal: when he came crunch time, what's he doing? He's throwing damn deep balls, trying to draw a cheap pass interference play. Come on, did he really <laughs> think? Did he really think that? I mean. You know, why? What if you believe in that daggum run and those little wheel routes and the triple option, all that kind of stuff, why are you going to throw three bombs in a row, Coach Johnson, at the end of the game? He was exclusively looking for a pass interference play, which, you know, I'm not saying that's even a bad thing to do. Well, it, But is that the all the imagination been, he's got? Come right, on. Right, and certainly the way we've been playing this year at, at the defensive back position, uh, you know, he had a 50-50 chance of getting one. Yeah, His Mick. excuse... His excuse for the thing was they had no timeouts. Yeah. And, you know, granted, I don't think they're going to get a first down every time they touch the ball. So, yeah, I mean, and I was just – but I tell you what, and, you know, it's great in hindsight, but every time they pass that ball, I was holding my breath (laughs) because I was so scared the guy was going to be wide open or one of us was going to do a stupid thing. But here we go, going into negativism. Hey, negativity. You know what? The gimmick didn't work, baby. We don't Our need to do it. Our stellar DBs. It was. It Our... was a grand, grand <laughs> night in the best awesome. game we have played all year, and it put things right, at least in the state. And hopefully, this will be excluding the bowl game. Who you know? Who knows who we're going to play, and who cares? But hopefully, this is a harbinger of what we're going to see next year. I hope so. And that's the ball in the hands of two good running backs. And we don't need to worry about passing. With a good offensive line coach called Stacy Searles and a running game coordinator, and uh, and and let's just get it done, you know. Yeah. Let's get it done, Coach Searles. Let's not go to University of Texas. Let's stay in Athens and get it done. Let's finish the drill, Coach Searles. Don't go to Texas, please. And I tell you, let's let's to the other thing. Let's come up with a new a new catchphrase. I mean, it's not on me and you, but uh, that finish the drill really hadn't been working for us as of late. Yeah, maybe we need to come up with something different. Let's get something new. I like to finish the drill, but just for just for in, just in the interest of being fresh. Yeah, maybe just one year, and then we can bring it back. And by the way, just because I like to defend my man there, uh, Coach Searles, um, you see how good coaches are called by programs like Texas, the number two team, number three team in the country, says, "Hey, we'll take him." You know, if you don't like him, we'll take him. Um, but other guys like 
other coaches, I did not be named here, they don't have guys ringing their phone saying, we'll take you. You know what no. I mean? That That's all you need to know about who's good and who should stay and who should get raises and who shouldn't, you know? When your phone's ringing and people like Coach Saban and Coach Mac Brown want you, then that might be a guy we want to think about keeping. Absolutely. And maybe maybe he's a guy we want to listen to. Maybe he's got some ideas about strength and conditioning, strength and conditioning that, that we want to listen to. I, I don't know. But anyway, did you see that commercial, by the way, the we Why We Race Tricycles commercial? Yeah. Was that a, it, come on? Uh, I mean, it, listen. I don't do even expect? like. I don't even like Georgia Tech, and I'm embarrassed for them. Yeah. You know, I would heap hot coals on a Tech fan's head, but even I felt bad when I saw the tricycle commercial. Yeah. A bunch of Georgia Tech guys, not a woman in sight, and they're furiously peddling their brightly colored tricycles. And they say, this is how we roll. This is what we do. This is kicking it Georgia Tech style. And, and it's just what everyone has thought. <laughs> we are rocking it yeah. tricycle style. Are you kidding me, man? Right. Oh, my God. I just I love the racing tricycle spot. Now, um, <laughs> and the, the other thing I want to say about the Georgia Tech game, old dog, I, I want to hear your thoughts on this. Tell me what you thought when you saw Brian Evans dump the Gatorade on Coach Rick with a minute nine to go, and then you saw Mark Rick's face, and then you saw Brian Evans go, what? What did I do wrong? <laughs> yeah. What's Just, wrong? It, it kind of summed up his whole season. Yeah. You know, he's he's the first to dance. He's the, but you know, more importantly, he's the first to screw up. I'm telling you, he can't and, even and get the Gatorade dump right. Never, he's never in the right place at the right time. I know, I know, and I, I really kind of felt sorry for him because he kind of got rebuked there, you know, on national television by Coach Rick, and I, I'm just like, God, Brian Evans, man. I mean, you can't even get the Gatorade dump right. Well, dude. the thing though is too. I mean, Coach Rick though has been one of the staunchest defenders all year long, and. You know, I'm wondering if some of that wasn't when he turned around and saw who it was, too. Just, <laughs> He's like, holy you know, crap. Like, man, you know, Brian come on. <laughs> hey, how about um, how about Russ Russ the First? Russ the First came out as the, uh, the backup Ugga and uh, did a pretty damn good job. He did. And he's looked gonna, a lot more and, and looked fit. I mean, he was in game shape. Ready to rock and roll and ready to go to the bowl game, baby. Yeah. I'm all in. I'm 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 Dabo Sweeney. I'm all in on the on Russ one for the new Ugga. You know, because I mean, I, hey, winning football games is a whole lot more important than yeah, uh, but, any but other Russ criteria. Has, Russ has got one thing going against him. What's that? Brown spots. Ooh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh well. They were they were covered up. Mm. But uh, he's not. As far as my my inside sources tell me, he's not pure white. Ooh, that's gonna hurt. Yeah. That's going to hurt. Yeah. Um, well, listen, let's let Sonny Siler do what Sonny Siler does. How about that? There you go. I trust Sonny to pick the right dog. How about – I want to But let's him. not name this one after Lauren Smith. Did you see where PETA, the people for the ethical treatment of a, uh, animals, yeah. says we should come out with a robot dog? Yeah. Now, a, <laughs> yeah, I, a robot dog. That's like some shit. That's, that's like, like some crap that Georgia Tech would do. That's like a tricycle, right? A robot dog. Your mascot is a car, dude. Yeah. You race tricycles. Come on. A robot dog? Yeah. Good one, PETA. That's going to fly. Um, 
I, how, I, one thing I think is really cool, and I'm just about I'm 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 not gonna. We had no the turnovers. Joe Cox had a good game. Um, you know, I was real happy. We had some drops, but we also had some great catches. I mean, Wooten made it up to us. You know, yeah, Wooten and, had a drop, but Wooten this. made it up. Yeah, I mean, Joe Cox his his most the majority of his passes look good. Uh, still, and again, there's no reason to beat up on the guy. I hope he goes on to be a good high school coach someplace or college or whatever he wants Me too. to do. Me too. Uh, you know, when he gets under pressure, it, it he, he folds up. Right. But given time, he does throw a pretty ball. He had some drops, had some good catches. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad it was one year. I also want to say, too, and I I don't I, – I want to say to guys like Willie Martinez, John Jancic, John Fabris, um, I do not wish those guys any ill will. I really don't. I mean, they, they – you know, Willie Martinez and work at the University of Georgia for almost 10 years. And, uh, you know, I just want to say no hard feelings. It didn't work out in Athens. I'm, I mean, I'm gratified that you're leaving, but I'm not, you know, I'm not going to hold a grudge, no hard feelings, and I hope he's successful in whatever else he does, wherever else he goes. I hope he gets a great deal. And uh, I hope he gets another uh, defensive coordinator job with a school in the Eastern Division of the SEC. <laughs> that would be good. Yeah, that would be cool. Would. And, you know, he could spend, you know, anyway, I'm not going to go there. But anyway, I, you know, I just want to say I don't have any ill will towards those guys. You know, I don't want, I don't want them dead. <clears throat> you know, I don't want them dead. I don't want them, you know, I'm not going to roll their house or egg their house or no. anything like that. You know what I mean? You know, I just, I, but here's the last thing I want to say about the game, old dog. And I think this might be the most important thing for the future. You know, one of the things we talked about, especially after the loss to Kentucky, was that, and, and you know, I don't like, I don't want to use the word swagger. I'm, I'm not using the word swagger, okay? Okay, good. But after that Georgia, after that Kentucky game, I just felt like, you know, we talked about the fourth quarter thing, the four fingers, the traditions, how we're just, we expect to get it done. And we kind of had, we thought, you know, we had lost that. We had kind of, we had lost our way. We had lost that, which gives us that kind of, like I said, not going to say swagger, but that expectation of excellence. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Where we expect to beat teams like Kentucky, we expect to still have gas in the tank in the fourth quarter. To come, we expect to win as much as Gamecock fans expect to lose. Okay, and whether you want to call it swagger or not, it was been missing. But mm-hmm. and and I'm going to tell you, you know what brings it back is run, the running game. <laughs> yeah, and here's that's where I'm headed with this. You might already know what I'm fixing to bring up, but this is the the. We the green shoots, the fresh green shoots of hope springing eternal, of our swagger or our expectations of excellence, whatever you want to call it, the green shoots of fresh new confidence. Did you see Washon Ely and um, Caleb King, the little eye things, you know, the little yeah. things they have under their eyes? They didn't say, you know, Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, okay? Mm-hmm. Washon Ely said, I run this state. <laughs> yeah. And so did Caleb Kings. I run, I run this state. This is my state. This is my playground. You guys are bugging me. You guys are in my world. 
we run this show in the state of Georgia. And I'm telling you what, I need more of that kind of stuff. I need more of well, I it, run this state. You know, and, and I know everybody knows my feeling on the running game, but the thing is, it just gives it gives the players on both sides of the ball confidence. And I mean, I know an 80-yard bomb to A.J. Green counts just as many points as 10 running plays right down the field. Right. But you don't feel, I mean, it's euphoric when A.J. scores on something like that. But you don't feel that power and domination. And I'm telling you, it goes over to the defense, too. Because a guy can, you know, 80-yard bomb, how many of those are you going to have a game? Right. You know, guy can defend it. Uh, they can make adjustments. Your receiver could even get hurt. But I'm telling you, when you can pound the rock for four, five, six yards at a time and do it consistently, you're, you're just beating the other team down and you're telling them, you ain't going to stop us. Right. We're, we're running the ball and you can't stop us. And we're going to run it on first down. We're going to run it on second. And if we need to run it on third, that's what we're going to do. And the defense knows if we can get out there and stop them, we don't have to hope that we can hook up on some long bomb or have it third and 20 and throw to Orson Charles over the middle. We're just going to eat up ground. And if we're eating up ground, we can sit on the bench and rest. Mm-hmm. I tell you what, man, I'm with you. It is just a way of it's just a ballsy way of doing things is what it, it is. And and the ground game gives confidence to everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I tell you what, man, I'm feeling it. I am feeling it. And I tell you what, I just like I like the attitude. I mean, I don't want to be cocky. I don't want to be Steve Spurrier, but I like the attitude of I run this state. Yeah. That's what I like. I need more than that. Um, I mean, I, I, that's what I need. Now, um, that pretty much concludes my, what we wanted to say or what I wanted to say about the game. Is there anything else you want to say about the game, old dog? Cause we do no, the, only, the only thing, the only thing, just to kind of tag along on that, that's the, I hope we bring the same mental attitude and the same game plan into Shreveport, Louisiana, when we play Texas A&M or Iowa State. Mm-hmm. We need we need that game plan, and that's what we need to go with next year. Okay. So hopefully this was not an anomaly that we put in this running game to keep Tech's offense off the field. That what you saw Saturday night is Georgia football. Right. And I loved it. Yeah. Loved all of it. So um, that was great. Now there's been some news since then. A little bit of news, old dog. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, you might not think it's important, but uh, in other news, today at around roughly three thirty, quarter to four, uh, there was a meeting with the players at four o'clock today. But most of you probably already know this. But uh, Willie Martinez, John Jansek, uh, and John Fabris, pretty much our special teams linebackers, defensive ends, and defensive back coaches. Um, all got the boot. Three guys today all got the boot yeah. on the defensive side of the ball. We pretty much gutted our defensive coaching staff, except for Coach Rodney Garner, who um, I have no idea where what he's thinking right now. You know, I mean, I have no idea what his state of mind is, honestly. But, um, you know, because I'm telling you, 
this is a whole other show we're doing here, but I mean, yeah. I'm kind of getting off. But I mean, what I don't know what he's going to think or what he's going to do if he doesn't get the DC job. And I hope that he doesn't get the DC job. Yeah. And I don't really care what he does um, with that information. I he can stay. I'm cool with him staying. I'm cool with him going. Yeah, I, you know, but, I could I could go either way on that. Yeah, but we don't need to be experimenting and you know a hope. We need to bring in somebody that we need an outside. We need a, a professional. Yeah, and who has been a successful defensive coordinator somewhere else. I agree. I agree. We need a professional defense. We need professional coordinators, no doubt about it. Yeah. But, um, but uh, you know, having said that, those guys got fired today. It's huge news. I mean, right up to the very end, we were still talking, like, is, is it even going to happen, you know? Right. I mean, because really – Coach Rick saying that it's not a coachable problem and things like that. We thought right up to the last minute, we thought it <laughs> Martinez could stay. And you got all these people saying, oh, I knew all the time and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, nobody knew. Not, nobody knew for sure until today at about 4 o'clock. Right. But um, so, you know, as I've said before, firing people is the easy part, old dog. Replacing them with better people is much more difficult. Yeah, and uh, you know the speculation wagon is about to just blast into outer space. But um, oh, I'm, and will for a while. If, yeah, I'm excited guy, about the future on this deal. Yeah, I'll tell you who's not coming. Although you're here, going to hear his name. You ain't going to see Tommy Tuberville as George's defensive coordinator. No. And, you know, we were talking about Zook today, too. I mean, you know, but I, I don't think you're going to see Ron Zook either at that job. But um, No, and, and as much as I'd love to see him back, I don't think we're going to see Brian Van Gorder either. No, no, exactly. So, But what we do need is a good professional football coach. We need several good professional football coaches. Like you said before, hey, I would dig uh, some somebody named Beamer running our special teams, you know? Yep. That would be totally cool with me. <laughs> Um, and, but, you know, we got, you know, there are a few guys out there and I guess we'll do another show, you know, talking about who may be when it gets closer or, you know, I mean, ain't no reason to speculate because no one knows at this point in time mm-hmm. who's going to be what. Mm-hmm. You're right. And I, I don't want to speculate. It's just everybody's dream come true. Every, what everybody was waiting on is, you know, that's happening now. And, um, you know, and like I said, it's a whole lot easier to fire people than it is to hire quality replacements. So yeah. I'm going to leave that at that right now. But I am gratified and, and happy to see those guys go. I think that's a positive move for the program. And I don't think it's going to hurt us that much on recruiting. I think it's altogether good for the program. Well, it certainly wasn't unexpected. No, certainly was not unexpected by anybody. Now, um, bowl projections. Do you want to give us the latest, old dog? Well, I know you've looks, got your ear to the ground. It, it looks like we're heading to Shreveport. Shreveport, because everybody was hoping for Chick-fil-A. Everybody was hoping for Chick-fil-A. Everybody was hoping for Outback, maybe hoping for uh, <laughs> the Music City. I can't even say that without laughing. You know, but bit. I mean, and you know, where we end up really doesn't matter. Uh, you know, it would have been neat to play in Atlanta New Year's Eve, I guess. But, you know, one good game doesn't get you there. Yeah, you're right. And I think that's... Just like one good game won't save your job, you know? Right. We were hoping, you know, but, you know, I mean, really, who cares where we play in a bowl? Mm -hmm. I mean, if it's not not a national championship or sugar, uh, you know, or a game that really means something, I mean, yeah, is it going to be good to watch on TV other than reruns? Absolutely. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I mean, I don't really care if we play Shreveport, played in Birmingham, played in Nashville. They're all the same. They're all minor bowls for a seven and five team. 
Um, you're exactly right. Um, and that you know it is what it is. But and right now we're that... tr- truly in a rebuilding phase now, right. rebuilding our staff, rebuilding our identity as a team. And I'm real happy and confident with Coach Rick doing that. And uh, I well, can't... and the best thing and the best thing that'll come of it, it will give us an extra month worth of practice. And I don't think any position could use it more than our quarterbacking position moving on into the future because it looks like we're going to have two going to be battled out by two redshirt freshmen to see who's going to quarterback the dogs next year with uh, the move of Logan Gray to receiver. You got it. Exactly. Logan Gray been moved out to wideout. So with Richard Samuel being moved to linebacker, Logan Gray being officially moved to wideout, Things are a-changing, dog fans, and that's what we wanted. That's what we needed. We needed to see that Coach Rick was serious about making big moves, and we are on, baby. Big moves are coming. Right. So I'm excited about the future. We'll find out about the bowl game, and uh, me and Old Dog will be back to let you guys know everything else you need to know about Georgia football, what's going on in and around Athens, and – I'm just I'm excited, man. I'm excited. Uh, yeah, I'm excited about the freshness of the future, old dog. Well, it's always it's always better to do a show after a win than a loss, and it's great to do a show when you put 339 yards on another team on the ground. There you go. Exactly right, and that's all you need to know. Three, three, nine, three, three, nine. All right, old dog, take us out of here, buddy, with our last regular season game. Man, that's it. I tell you what, things got right in the state. We beat Tech for the umpteenth time. Mark Risk has never lost at historic Grant Field and probably never will. <laughs> that's it, man. Go dogs. Bentley <laughs> in Charlottesville. <laughs> Done. Two mediocre SEC teams, so-called, beat both ACC championship game participants. <laughs> Night. Hey, Derek and Old Dog, Joshua down in PC. Um, hey, awesome win, awesome win. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we've had a dismal season. Got a way to end it, okay? You know, and try to, you know, build till next year and things like that. But, you know, I, I, I want to talk about a lot of positives. Um, the, the only thing I, I got to say is that, you know, I love our head coach to death. I love Coach Rick. However, you know, I just don't understand it, man. I mean, we, we get embarrassed on national television the whole year. He doesn't show any kind of emotion yet. We beat the number seven team in the nation. Your in-state rival, by the way. And your players want to give you a damn Gatorade bath and you want to get pissed off at them? Come on, man. His excuse is he wants to see triple zeros. You got the ball. They have no timeouts left. And you got a minute and 20 20 seconds left on the clock, you know. You won the game, Mark. It showed a little bit of excitement. Uh, Other than that, man, you know, great game. Um, uh, Apparently, you know, uh, know, Derek – Derek and Old Dog's got some influence on the coaching staff because Old Dog's been saying it all season long. You, you know, hand it off left, hand it off right. We've got 350 yards rushing. Uh, like I said, great game. Um, defense actually played very well. I'm very proud of them. 
And, uh, you know, everything looks bright, I think, on the running back side. Caleb King, you guys need to call him and personally apologize because he did have his coming out party. So, uh, but like I said, everything looks good on the dog, on the dog side. So, like always, go dogs and way to beat the nerd herd. Yeah.